there is a bone in Gilead to make the wounded whole. There is a bone in Gilead to heal the sin-sick soul. Sometimes I feel discouraged and think my work's in Psalm 37 of David. Fret not yourself because of evildoers. Be not envious of wrongdoers, for they will soon fade like the grass and wither like the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will act. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not yourself over the one who prospers in his way, over the man who carries out evil devices. Refrain from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not yourself, it tends only to evil. For the evildoer shall be cut off, but those who wait for the Lord shall inherit the land. In just a little while, the wicked will be no more. Though you look carefully at his place, he will not be there. But the meek shall inherit the land and delight themselves in abundant peace. The wicked plots against the righteous and gnashes his teeth at him. But the Lord laughs at the wicked, for he sees that his day is coming. The wicked draw the sword and bend their bows to bring down the poor and needy, to slay those whose way is upright. Their swords shall enter their own heart, and their bows shall be broken. Better is the little that the righteous has than the abundance of many wicked. For the arms of the wicked shall be broken, but the Lord upholds the righteous. The Lord knows the days of the blameless, and their heritage will remain forever. They are not put to shame in evil times. In the days of famine, they will have abundance. But the wicked will perish. The enemies of the Lord are like the glory of the pastures. They vanish like smoke. They vanish away. The wicked borrows, but does not pay back. But the righteous is generous and gives. For those blessed by the Lord shall inherit the land, but those cursed by him shall be cut off. The steps of a man are established by the Lord when he delights in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be cast headlong, for the Lord upholds his hand. I have been young and now am old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken or his children begging for bread. He is ever lending generously and his children become a blessing. Turn away from evil and do good, so shall you dwell forever. For the Lord loves justice. He will not forsake his saints. They are preserved forever, but the children of the wicked shall be cut off. The righteous shall inherit the land and dwell upon it forever. The mouth of the righteous utters wisdom and his tongue speaks justice. 
The law of his God is in his heart. His steps do not slip. The wicked watches for the righteous and seeks to put him to death. The Lord will not abandon him to his power or let him be condemned when he is brought to trial. Wait for the Lord and keep his way and he will exalt you to inherit the land. You will look on when the wicked are cut off. I have seen a wicked, ruthless man spreading himself like a green laurel tree, but he passed away and behold, he was no more. Though I sought him, he could not be found. Mark the blameless and behold the upright, for there is a future for the man of peace. But transgressions shall be altogether destroyed. The future of the wicked shall be cut off. The salvation of the righteous is from the Lord. He is their stronghold in the time of trouble. The Lord helps them and delivers them. He delivers them from the wicked and saves them because they take refuge in him. That's Psalm 37 ESV. Hello, and welcome to the Balm and Gilead podcast. My name is Justin Ray, and I'm joined by our host, other host, co-host, whatever you want to call them, Brian Jay Emerson and Grant Baker. Hey, yo. Uh, how you guys doing? We're doing good. Man, I just took a soda test with the family, you know, where you get like eight bottles of soda and you taste them all and figure out which one is the best. And it was, there were actually some winners in this one. So I'm doing great. All right. Well, um, I did not recognize either of y'all's voices reading the psalm today. Yeah. I mean, it was somewhat kind of Southern, but it wasn't mine. <laughs> um. I guess. Oh, oh, we do have another guest with us today. His name is Philip Moyer, and he is with an awesome, awesome worship band called My Soul Among Lions. How's it going, Philip? It's going great. Thanks so much for having me tonight. Great to have you. Great to be here. Absolutely. So My Soul Among Lions, and correct me on any of this if I get it wrong, but uh, are you guys from Bloomington, Indiana? Yes, we are. Yeah. Awesome. Good deal. I don't have a Southern accent, though. Oh Sorry. yeah, I could, yeah. I mean, <laughs> your your lead singer seems to have one. Yeah, and he is from yeah. Missouri, Southern Missouri. Missouri oh, you know, yeah. outside of Springfield, and so. But I'm yeah. I'm an East Coaster. I'm from near Philadelphia, so nice. you, you might not hear much of that because I've gotten rid of a lot of the accent uh, with with vocal training yeah. in college. But anyway, that's awesome. Where was college for you? Well, I started out. Um, you might have heard of Philadelphia College of Bible. Um, it became Philadelphia Biblical University, and then it became Cairn University most recently. And so I did a degree in Bible and uh, vocal performance. Uh, I, I'm classically trained uh, like the other guys in the band. And, uh, and so I was pursuing a career in singing. So uh, actually that um, led me to... Um, end up doing a choir conducting, you know, a degree and mm -hmm. I uh, did a master's in choral conducting and sacred music um, at a school called Westminster Choir College. It's in Princeton, New Jersey. And, uh, and then after that, um, I pursued a doctorate in uh, choral music out here in Bloomington, Indiana, Indiana University. And so that's, it's, it's a funny thing about our story. It's because, you know, Jody Killingsworth, our lead singer, um, you might've heard about Andrew Henry, who's a guitar player, bass player, excellent musician. Um, all three of us have classical backgrounds, ended up here 
at the university, at this church, God brought us clearly together here for something. And uh, it's, it's, it's really neat. So Jody uh, studied violin and, um, and actually um, early music, uh, Baroque uh, performance violin. And um, Andrew did uh, viola and violin making. Wow. And so um, he ended up building some guitars and basses afterward and starting a business, but then he went into holsters. And so Henry Holsters is what Andrew does for a living. And, and Jody and I are both pastors. Cool. Oh, that's fantastic. So we, we need to refer to you as Dr. Moyer. <laughs> well, you know, I didn't finish. Um, you know, I did all my coursework and was doing a fellowship there teaching uh, at the university. And uh, after my fellowship ran out, um, I had a decision to make. And uh, I decided to go into pastoral ministry and get trained um, at our pastor's college that we have here, which is now called um, New Geneva Academy. Um, and so Jody and I were both trained in that. Um, and became pastors. So we both took a, a major detour uh, from what our plans were, but clearly God's plans were different. And so my soul among lions was born. Not immediately, but yeah, <laughs> over, over time, uh, I, can, I can recount that for you if, if you'd like. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, so um, basically, so 15 years ago is when I landed here in Bloomington um, Jody, I think a year before that, and Andrew had been here longer than any of us. Um, and, uh, we, our elders, um, back then had, had made a decision to, um, to kind of, um, mirror the community in terms of, um, what, what the culture is and, and what our aesthetics would be in, in the church and our worship. But what's interesting about our community is you have the, the college, the academic sort uh, right around the university. But then as you get more to the West side, you have more of the country folk. <laughs> and, um, and so they made a decision. Um, we had a lot of uh, fine musicians here who attended the music school, school there. Uh, but our elders made a decision to, um, to, to go more toward, um, what, instruments that, uh, what would you say? Aren't so hoity toity, <laughs> not the organs, no pipe organs. Yeah. No pipe organs. No. Although I'd love to have one. Um, but, um, guitars, drums, um, synthesizers, keyboards, it doesn't mean that we've abandoned, uh, tradition. In fact, we've very much sought to, to bring tradition into our worship. And so, you know, you guys might remember 15, 20 years ago, this whole hymn revitalization uh, movement happening. And uh, we very much jumped on that and um, started making our own arrangements of these, of these hymns. Um, we started a, uh, a, a songbook. Uh, it was called Clear Note Songbook. It's now... Um, songbook.warhorremedia.com. Um, and uh, basically a resource of these revitalized hymns. Started writing our own music, um, formed a group called the Good Shepherd Band, and that had Jody and me and um, Andrew and some other guys, Aaron Jones. Um, and uh, so, yeah, that's that was the, the beginnings of it. We, we started writing music together, arranging music together, um, 
And uh, we, as we were doing that project, we we all came to realize um, what's been lacking um, in worship, and it's really the Psalms. <laughs> um, and you know, back hundreds of years ago, the Psalms were the majority of what was sung in worship. Um, and, and, you know, it's, it's hard to say what came first, the chicken or the egg. And, you know, did, did we stray from these doctrines because we strayed from these Psalms or did we stray from these doctrines? So we strayed from the Psalms. Um, but anyway, in the early 1700s with Isaac Watts, there's more hymns became more prevalent and, um, and psalmody over time was reduced and eventually lost. And uh, we, we've seen the need, the need to bring those truths back, those songs back, the, the prayer book of God's people back into worship. And, um, and so the past five years, we've, we've had a strong commitment to, to doing that and hoping others would catch on and maybe improve upon our work, you know? Um, so we had a more focused effort, I guess, starting in 2015 um, when My Soul Among Lions was formed. And so you guys have uh, three albums. Um, so you kind of go, the first album is Psalms 1 through 10. The second is 11 through 20. And the third is 21 through 30. Yeah. So are y'all, do y'all have any plans on finishing book one anytime soon? <laughs> well, um, actually we do have a fourth album and uh, it's, it's not as well known. It's probably my fault <laughs> because uh, we haven't released it on Spotify. Oh. Um, and um, it's called Songs of Deliverance. It is available on Bandcamp and uh, maybe this will be my kick in the butt to get it put up elsewhere. But it was... It was kind of, it started as a gift to our Patreon supporters and, um, and it was a compilation of some of our work that they helped support. And so on there, there's, there's some really great ones. I, I encourage you to listen to, like one of my favorites is the song of Moses. Um, that's on there. Um, but actually we've added a couple versions of uh, Psalm 31 mm -hmm. and Psalm 32 is on there and uh, Psalm 34 in two parts. Um, a Psalm 40 and then um, a setting of um, Let Every Valley, basically from Isaiah and um, some other things, some commissions. Um, but it's not, it's not maybe the, the production of the other three in terms of its scope, but still, I think, edifying. Um, so, yeah, you're asking if we have plans uh, about continuing on. We're, okay. we, we kind of took a, a little break. We, Jody and I have been quite overloaded. Um, I'm a youth pastor um, here in Bloomington. I also direct the choir 
Lord willing, we're going to start that up. It's again in the fall. Uh, it's we've taken time off because of COVID, um, but it's just been quite busy. And uh, my songwriting slowed down uh, when I took on helping out with the youth group um, about five years ago. And uh, anyway, we, we're we're working. We're in a time of transition here in our church at Trinity Reformed Church, and uh, we're. We're just uh, hoping to find some more time now to get back to things. We have some, we have some plans that we're, um, some visions that we're uh, casting right now and uh, hoping to, to get going again. I've been writing um, Psalm 35 for probably a year now. And uh, it's, it's one of those unfortunate things about songwriting is sometimes you, it comes quick and, and uh, other times, probably for me, most of the time it comes slow. It's a tedious process for me. Um, whereas other people like Jody and, and some of our um, lyric, lyric writers, what do you call those? Lyricists? Um, like Jake Mensel, Nathan Oberson, um, they're, they're much faster at writing lyrics than I am. So. You mentioned that you took a step back from some of the hoity-toity type instruments earlier on. I, I am just curious, do you find that uh, drums and guitars are less pietistic uh, than perhaps a organ uh, or, or even um, unaccompanied singing? Less pietistic. Um, no. Um, you know, pride can, can really enter in with anything, really. I mean, you can have your guitar and and be full of pride. Um and so I, I guess what I'm what I'm talking about is um is is having our music be accessible for the common person who comes into the church, who comes in from our neighborhood, you know, not being accustomed to certain instruments or certain music. Um but you know we there are some hurdles in entering our church as it is, um, some of the doctrines um, that we hold to, which are scriptural, but they in, in themselves are hurdles. And uh, we want to keep the bar low where we can. And, um, and so I love organs. I love classical music. I love the violin. I love orchestras. I love choirs. Um, and we do try to incorporate those things when we can. I mean, I think if you would attend here, you would see there's quite a diversity of the music, um, especially pre-COVID when we're having things like these offertories um, with the choir. The choir, what the choir would do would range from, you know, older um, acapella music, Renaissance, Baroque, classical, um, on to gospel choir music. You know, we try and try and have a variety there. Um, and so, no, I wouldn't, um, say one's more pietistic than the other. Um, it's really about the heart. Would you agree with Martin Luther that the pipe organ is the devil's instrument? (laughs) I don't even think Martin Luther agreed with that statement. I don't think so. I think he was talking about the, was it the tritone he was talking about or did he actually say what the organ was? I don't know. (laughs) I think he, I think he, he waffled on, on it. I think he made the statement and then later he's like, yeah, but I'm still going to use it. But I, I certainly think, uh, 
they uh, the reformers had every right to reform what they were reforming with the music. I, it 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 all had gone so far away, um, such a distraction, so pompous um, that you know I. You know, we talk about Calvin and how he got rid of instruments and some people use that as an argument that we shouldn't have instruments. And I think he was very wise pastorally um, to get rid of all that excessiveness and, and, and shepherd his people so that they would just sing the songs, just, just sing hymns and psalms and, and learn how to worship without all, all the extravagant stuff. Um, and so I don't, you know, I don't know what Calvin would do today if he were here. Would he get rid of the instruments still? Would he hold to that position? I don't know. But I think pastorally he did the right thing at the time. And so if, if Martin Luther said that's the devil's uh, instrument, I think in his day he may have a point. Um, so I don't know if he said that. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, and speaking, I know you uh, you guys are speaking above my head is talking about classical style and that kind of thing, but it's fascinating to listen to. Uh, but it, at least in my you know little southern ears down here, uh, the song "How Long, O Lord" really seems to kind of show what you're talking about. If if I'm not way off there. Return to me. How long, O Lord? With the cello, it's a yeah. yeah, very kind of basic. Yeah, we had the blessing of having a couple cellists uh, here in a church, um, and who've both moved to different places, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, that's right. The cello was on there. One of my favorite instruments. Yeah, love that song. Great. Yeah, absolutely love that song. Um, I think "Leave Me, Lord." To me, it has kind of that kind of feel too. You're right. Yeah, I I think we recorded a string, uh, maybe not quartet, but trio with written out parts for that. So yeah, you're definitely right to notice that. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, another question I had had, and I, being, I'm an audio guy myself, um, as far as I don't know how to play many instruments besides drums, but I mean, who can't, you know, but, uh, <laughs> but a lot um, of people just do like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Well, one thing I can sort of do is I, I work with mixing and mastering music as kind of a hobby. Uh, as wow. I was wondering what you guys do there, if you have a studio in Indiana or if you kind of do your own work <laughs> or how that goes. Yeah, it's pretty funny. We don't have a, a studio. Um, so, yeah, I mentioned earlier about the Good Shepherd Band. Um, and early on, um, I I bought this 
recorder, you know, this big, you know, thousand dollar machine. Um, and I, I knew we needed such a thing, um, in order to kind of get us going recording. Um, and, uh, and so we recorded all the tracks of an album called wake up sleeper. It was an EP. And, uh, so we self-recorded that, but we sent all those files out to a friend, a Christian brother named Darius Fong. He's out in LA. Uh, he has a couple Grammys. Um, and so he mixed that for us and then he went on to master it for us. Uh, but then after that, um, every album um, I mixed, whether it's the Good nice. Shepherd Band or My Soul Among Lions. And so, you know, I mentioned earlier also that I, I'm a conductor. And so my ears are my, my strength in, in music. Um, mm -hmm. And so I might not have the, the right training in mixing, uh, but I can, I know what I want to hear. And so mm -hmm. it just might take me a while to get there in terms of mixing because I don't have all the tricks that the pros have. But I've learned a bit um, on the way and have figured, you know, Pro Tools out. You might be familiar with that software. Yes, um, absolutely. Which is what, what I mix with. And, um, and so, and then I've attempted at some mastering. Um, the first mm -hmm. My Soul Among Lions album, Psalms 1 to 10, I did mix and master. And they say you're not supposed to do that. Um, yeah. You're supposed to get fresh ears to master uh, your music. Um, but oh well, it's what we did. And we're always, mm -hmm. we're always under a tight budget too, which yeah. is the other part of the reason we never paid a studio to do anything. Uh, we just tried to acquire the equipment we needed ourselves, kind of put some baffling up in different rooms, um, put some mics out and try and get a decent sound. Yeah. And um, so, but then the, the second volume, we had a guy named Ed Brooks out in um, Seattle. Um, if I, if I hope you don't mind, but, um, he, he would be known as a guy who's done mastering for Pearl Jam. Mm. Um, and then the next one we did, uh, was volume three, three with, um, Robert Hadley. And I think he has quite, um, a repertoire of masters. I mean, a lot of stuff, yeah. um, that you would recognize. So, uh, that's. And amazingly, they, they're not all that expensive, you know, it's just, they're very reasonably priced. Um, and, uh, so I think it's been a big help to us, definitely for me and my stress level <laughs> and not having to take that time to do that and, and know that we're getting a, a professional sounding, uh, master is, is a relief to me. Um, but yeah, we don't have a studio. The first two volumes we did all in-house. And then the third volume um, in, in our Kickstarter program, we raised some extra money to, to do our tracking in the studio, which included drums, bass, and guitar. And uh, that might be primarily it, maybe a couple things here and there. And then we took the rest back and recorded ourselves all the vocals so we could take our time and not be like having to break piggy banks to, to pay for it. So, yeah, 
I would say it worked really well. I mean, I, I can relate to you a lot on that. I, I use Pro Tools too. Um, so it's a lot of people, I think, uh, you know, who have bigger budgets than we would have, uh, just think that you have to do every single thing in a studio and it's got to be exactly right. right. You know, you know, for right. me, like I've got a little uh, sound dampening shield here that I record vocals with and I've had decent results with that. And uh, it sounds mm-hmm. like you guys have had a lot of success. I, I know for myself, uh, just listening through, I've listened to your songs many, many times and I've got a critical ear, you know, to, to hear if something sounds, you know, crazy and none of it does. It sounds awful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes, I mean, it's, it's amazing the emotional roller coaster you go through uh, making an album. Mm-hmm. And I really feel the pressure in the mixing process. And mm-hmm. then, especially when there's a deadline, I got to get it done. And, you know, at some point, you just have to say it's done. But yeah. with, with creative work, you know, how do you decide that? You can always kind of keep improving. And so then, you know, inevitably I'll go on a vacation like right after and then I'll listen to it and then I'm just depressed because it's like, oh, it sounds <laughs> awful. And you really just need to, yeah. to get some time away from it and come back to it with kind of not analyzing every little thing and hear it as a, as a whole. And uh, yeah, it's, God has blessed it. it. It takes a little while for me to come around to, to liking them after I'm finished, but Right. I'm with you there. You know, Brian and I <laughs> recorded a song recently and uh, I listened to it on the way home just a minute ago for like probably the first time in like a month or a month and a half. And that's what I have to do. Yeah. It sounds like you yep, have a similar exactly. thing. It's like if, if you don't, if you listen to it every day, you're constantly critiquing, but like you're the only person in the world that's critiquing it that hard. So, you know, you, you right. guys sound yep. great. Yeah. Thank you. God has blessed it. So uh, I have a uh, a playlist that I've I've put together of uh, all kind of more like modern psalm paraphrases, and so I, I think that you will be pleased to hear that it's over fifty hours worth of, of content Whoa. that people have been putting out, like really in like the last ten years. Um, and my kids, almost every time, the first song they say. Dad, can you play Why Do the Nation Rage? (laughs) Why do the nations rage? Why do the people's thought in vain? Seeking to rid themselves of Christ's dominion A theme that's true in any age Oh, tell me why my, my kids think that song is the, the best. They wow. love it. They love singing it. And it's, and it's, I mean, it's, it's the one that says dash them all to pieces and pound them into dirt right. until you've spread your fame and power and love abroad. Um, and yeah, they've asked questions like that. That, that sounds a little harsh. Like why, why, you know, why is it so harsh? And I'm like, well, let's pull up the Bible. Let's see what it says. And, mm-hmm. and it's been, it's, mm-hmm. it's allowed for all of those uh, conversations. Um, have, have you guys ever played that one in a church service before? Oh yeah, quite a lot. Quite a yeah. lot. Yes. Like I have uh I have been a music minister in the past. I have not led worship uh really since I've heard that song. But it's become one of my life goals to like mm. if I become a, a music minister again to play that song. Uh because not not because I just want to like make everyone squirm, but because I feel like we as a church 
have lost the ability to sing those words. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a hard thing to to lead a congregation through and to. Yeah. Uh, when we you know, we made this commitment um, 2015 in the summer that we would do a psalm series where we'd have our sermons on the first 10 psalms, um, a psalm a week. And that was also kind of pushing us along to write a complimentary song for it. And uh, we actually ended up with two versions of, of Psalm 2. You might know that. And uh, yeah, it was interesting, age. the response. Um, you know, some people appreciated the He Will Rage version better. Um, some people were offended by the bounciness and the, the, uh, the optimistic kind of feel. <laughs> yeah of the other one, the nation's rage. Yeah. Um, but you know, why should we not delight, you know, in, in yeah. God's judgments? My son just asked me and I will give the nations of the earth for you to rule them with a mighty iron rod. For you to dash them all to pieces and then pound them into dirt until you spread your fame and power and love abroad. And uh, I found the hardest point personally for me was getting uh, up to Psalm 5 um, and just the imprecations of Psalm 5 um, and then singing them like hold the wicked guilty, let them die by their own sword and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it's it's a challenge and it it's definitely a, uh, it's, it's a faith strengthener. Um, it's difficult not whole to work through. Um, but we've seen such uh, great fruit in our church um, in working through those, um, being able to sing those things. Um, and really they're Jesus, they're his own prayers. Mm-hmm. Why would we not, you know, why, why, why would we right. want to cast them out? Why would we, why would we judge them as, um, you know, uh, inappropriate or mean or, you know, it's no, it's not. Um, God is God and, and he will judge and, and we will, we look forward to that, that day when he abolishes sin entirely. Yeah. Um, and so we ought to practice now, rejoice now in that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think something that, something that especially Grant and I have, uh, have wrestled with over the last couple of years um, is, you know, the Bible says sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. No, no one person can definitively say what a hymn and what a spiritual song is. We all know what a psalm is and no churches are singing them. So like, why would we not sing the one thing we actually know we were commanded to sing? Yeah. And if they are singing them, they're only singing certain parts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Give us clean hands, give us pure hearts. And that's yeah, about it. And they'll take, you know, they'll call it, Psalm five, but they'll leave out all the difficult things you have to wrestle with. And, um, that's not really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. We, we did, we did an episode on the Chris Tomlin song waterfall, which takes from Psalm 42, but only takes two verses out of it. And it's Psalm 42 is a lament and he makes it this praise song about God's love pouring down on us. And it's Mm -hmm. like, yeah, that's, that's not quite hit it. No, (laughs) this is the mark. Yep. 
I yep. think that's the kind of thing that uh, that sets you guys apart. You know, I, I learned about my soul among lines through a, a side project that I work on called Sound and Worship. And we have a Facebook group, and one of the people in the group was like, hey, you guys should listen to my soul among lines. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this must be some kind of like hardcore metal group or something like that. <laughs> you know, That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it wasn't, but I think it's what sets you apart. It's kind of the, the project is kind of about finding worship artists who are serious about keeping their worship music biblical, uh, which seems to be kind of a rare thing nowadays. Yeah, I mean, when we're when we're setting these psalms to music, we we have to be careful that we're not trimming it, you know, cutting mm-hmm. around the edges to make it more palatable. You know, let let scripture speak and even even bring out those difficult parts mm-hmm. because yeah, that's that's what we need. We need it. We need mm-hmm. we need these prayers. We need them to instruct us and teach us how to worship and how to pray. Um and so, yeah, we, we have to fight against that, uh, even ourselves as, as we write. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's been our goal is to, is to not cut those things out, um, the difficult things, but to, to try and to wrestle with them and try to have better understanding. And, and even when we don't understand, to, to trust, you know, these are God's words. He meant them and he meant for us to pray them and sing them. Yeah, you said uh, you, you don't like to, to trim out. So, um, how was it writing Psalm eighteen? How, and what was the <laughs> final? What was the final playback time on that one? Um. Well, I could find out. I think it was. Uh, <laughs> you want me to check for you? Nine minutes thirty-two seconds. Oh, you got so, it. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. I, I re- yeah. Our episode eighteen, Grant and I split reading that one up because it was like, wow, this is a. Uh, <laughs> This one's a doozy. Yeah, yeah. This one's gonna be <laughs> full court press, uh, as they say. Yeah. So uh, we haven't talked much about the uh, the the other band members, but Jody is uh, he's a big Bob Dylan fan, and uh, and so and he was also homeschooled. He wasn't. Um, you know, Andrew and I are kind of, Andrew's from New York and I'm from near Philadelphia, you know, just a lot of exposure, uh, to, to different music. And, um, but anyway, Jody, there was a song by Bob Dylan. I forget what it was, but it's like 15 minutes long and it doesn't lose your interest. And, and Bob Dylan is this, you know, a great lyricist. And, uh, and I think that that helped give Jody the, uh, the inspiration. Oh, we can do this. We can, we can set all these verses and, and make it work as a song. I think it did. It's a lot of fun to record, and I think it turned out well. Yeah, a little Delta Blues style. <laughs> I love that. And it, you mentioned you have so many styles, even at your church, with uh, uh, that spans quite the range from you know gospel to uh, well Delta Blues to. <laughs> Um, you know, like the, you know, the, the pipe organ type stuff. Yeah. What song would you say is most influenced by say a gospel sort of a, and how does, how does, how does that style uh, maybe even influence your work? Uh, if it does, or I guess a better question might be, yeah. how does your love of all these various styles influence your work in general on these songs? Um, yeah, so we definitely have a wide variety of 
interest. Um, and for me personally, I grew up hearing all kinds of music. I mean, um, definitely lots of classical, but you know, the Beach Boys, Beatles, Led Zeppelin, lots of rap, um, <laughs> even, even, you know, Latin American, um, I remember going on missions trips in high school to inner city Philadelphia and just hearing it booming with Latin music. I don't know if you know the style, but the song that you can hear that in is actually uh, Psalm 7, Lay My Glory Down, right? You hear that. Um, and so, yeah, so there's an area it comes out. Um, I don't know. See, see, Jody has done the, maybe the dominant work of, of the songwriting and even the, even the direction of the band, you know, the, a lot of the music captures Jody's voice, right? Maybe more than my own or Andrew's. Um, and, and occasionally you might hear my voice popping out a little more in the music. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, definitely we're, um, you know, if you could, you could say it's a failing that it's so broad and varied, uh, but you could also say that's a feature. Um, and I, it may be a bit of both. I don't, you know, <laughs> Uh, uh, an, an album might not cohere as much as you w- would want it to, right? As an album, because it goes all the way from the words of the Lord, right? Um, on Psalm 12 to, I don't know, what would be the flip side of that? Maybe some trust in horses. Some will trust in chariots, some will trust in horses. We will boast in the name of the Lord our God. We will rise, we will stand. Although there's a little bit of the banjo in there, but mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's such a variety there. Um, but I don't know. I, I think it's neat. Um, and we kind of look for, you know, what, what works well with this song or this, what style works with this or that. Um, but within or within limits, you know, we're not mm-hmm. just trying to throw anything at it, but absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've said before that I don't think that a steel drum kind of quite works with an accordion. <laughs> Haven't done the steel drum yet. That'd be fun. Psalm fifty-seven, verse four is: "My soul is among lions, and I lie even among them uh, that are set on fire, even the sons of men, whose teeth are spears and arrows, and their tongue a sharp sword." There you have it. Yeah. So, um, so the band name. Um, well, I we're, I think it's a great name. Um, mm-hmm. I think it describes well um, the state we're in um, uh, in our country um, as Christians, um, and uh, you know we have. I, I don't know if you know Nathan Noberson, one of our lyricists. Um, 
back in 2015, we were, um, we were encouraged to record that Psalm too, that you guys like, um, and to get it out there. And be, part of the reason for that was the Obergefell um, ruling um, happened. And, and um, we, uh, one of our pastors uh, here, Stephen Baker said, you guys have to record that. It'll really encourage people. And, uh, and so we're like, yeah, we, okay, yeah, let's do that. And then we see the 4th of July coming up and uh, there was this kind of half mass thing going on with Christians in some places. And so we, we just worked as hard over like two days to record that and get it out there and to put this little video in the flag, you know, the tattered flag video, maybe you've seen it. Um, and uh, we're like, well, hey, if we're going to do this really, like, don't we need a, like a band name or something? And uh, <laughs> so we, we decided to, hey, we're going to, we think we can do this project. And uh, we have some Psalms that we were working on. And, um, and so uh, uh, Nathan Alverson, he's flipping around the Bible and he's like dropping his finger down and comes to this camels with spices or something like that. Oh, that's not it. And he's flipping around and um, somehow he came to this, um, that verse, Psalm 57, four. And uh, they thought, how, how about among lions or something like that? And um, then we're trying to, well, what about my soul is among lions? Well, that's too long. How about my soul among lions? And just really liked that. It's, it's it's long for a name, but you know, there's also they might be they might be giants, right? You ever hear that band name? <laughs> they might be lions. So it's you know four words, works great. Um, so yeah, that's kind of in a nutshell how that came about with that name. I thought it was very fitting and appropriate, and God gave it to us. I love it. Really appreciate your uh, coming on and uh, sharing with us a little bit about the. The, the role, but um, where do you see my soul among lions headed next? I mean, huh. you're coming out of this COVID season. Uh, you have put a lot of things on hold, even uh, the writing of the Psalms, the, the choir obviously had to take a break for a little bit, but now that really things are coming back, mask mandates are being lifted everywhere. What's next for my soul among lions? Well, yeah, that's, that's hard to say. Um, we, we, we thought, you know, when we entered the pandemic um, back last year, you know, some of us are more and more at home and seems like you would have more, more time on your hands. And it just turned out even more difficult to write for some reason. Maybe it was because we're around our families more or, um, or even the pastoral needs of, of our church kind of amplified in a strange way because now there's no fellowship, right? And, um, and so there are more visits, more phone calls, things like that. Um, and it just, it just was a difficult season, I think, for all of us to write. And then, yeah, like I said, things really picked up for Jody and I. Um, we've we've um, been working on trying to strategically find ways to free up our time um, recently to be able to, to get back to it. And, um, we see some, some relief, uh, coming in our, in our current structure of, of our responsibilities. Um, and Jody and I just very recently, maybe a week or two ago talked about maybe where we want to head next with, 
with our writing in my soulmate lines. I don't want to say that right now. If you understand, um, <laughs> because I don't want to make any promises mm-hmm. or false hopes. Uh, but mm-hmm. it, it was, it's encouraging in that sense to, um, for us to start thinking about how we're going to, uh, reengage it. But I would say, um, pray for us about that. Absolutely. Um, one of the, one of the sweetest things is, um, from like from you, Brian, you saying how your kids, you know, just love, love hearing that song and love the songs and, uh, that we get those kind of comments. And I'll, I'll tell you, that is exactly what keeps us going because it, it, it feels kind of like alone. Um, you know, we're not touring. We're not able to tour really. I mean, we have families, we have mm-hmm. responsibilities here. Um, Andrew has a business. Um, and we, we've tried touring before and it's just, it's, it's very difficult to pull off. And, uh, and so, you know, in the music, it, it, we see that it's being received, but kind of in a humble way, I would say. Um, it doesn't, it's not like it's out there on the radio, right? Um, if it is, uh, I'd love to know about it. Um, one day. Yeah. And so, yeah, but it's, it's, it's people's comments about like, like yours, Brian, like my kids just love this. And it's like, I really needed to hear that. And it's, it's been, it's been amazing to me to, to hear how much kids do love it because that was not necessarily our intention. It wasn't like, Oh, we're, we're going to write these songs for kids. Right. But somehow uh, they've latched onto it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why. I don't know why that is, but somehow, and that's, that's just been so encouraging. Um, and so we, we really do, we, we see the encouragement it provides. We even see now in this time, in this time in our country, in this time, you know, as we've dealt with COVID, um, that people are really longing for it. And, and, um, we've seen, seen an uptick in interest in it. And, um, and so just, I would ask that you, you pray for us that, that we would be able to write more and, and continue this ministry. And if not, I hope, I hope someone can pick up the ball and, and keep it going. Um, I hope to see our kids, you know, in some way contributing to, to the worship of God's people. Um, have you ever, have you heard of a band called poor Bishop Hooper? Um, you know, I, the first I heard of them, um, was when they did that Christmas thing with the mm-hmm. uh, gospel coalition. And, uh, yeah, I saw, I, I didn't watch that whole event. Um, but I saw their video and I was, I was impressed, uh, with how the song, uh, I forget what it was. It was the, it was the genealogy, right? Um, and, and how it progressed to Christ and how it was, it was like really sweet by the time it got to Christ. And um, so I, I had heard of that song, but I, I didn't know until I started checking out your, your podcast um, about their other work that they were doing yeah. and uh, was encouraged to, to hear that they were doing that. Yeah. Yeah. They're, uh, I think they just released Psalm 78. So 78 weeks straight releasing, uh, mm-hmm. releasing music. But, um, yeah, I just wanted, I, I kind of just want to say that to say you're, you guys have made 
maybe this this path, but there are others that are following them. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a band called Cardophonia that's been putting out. They have almost all of book five complete. Um, mm-hmm. And he does it. It's almost like crowdsourced. Like he has people that he contacts and then they send him music. So like one or two, yeah. each artist has one or two songs on an album. So, and then uh, mm-hmm. they can pump out some stuff, but a lot of really high quality, um, even a lot of it is totally doable in the congregation. And so uh, some people started at the front, some people started at the end and some people kind of jump all around, but um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I love listening. Yeah, one of the reasons we started at the front is so you, so you don't cherry mm-hmm. pick, right? Because it would be very easy to do. But I think I think it would be okay now if we did cherry yeah. pick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> actually, the thirties are actually they're they're quite mm-hmm. challenging. Um, I've found some of them are um, maybe others are easier, but. Um, so it might might free us up a little bit if we break out of the box a little yeah, bit. Yeah, people seem to skip so. over the fifties and the eighties. I, I don't know why, but that's something that I've I've noticed. There's a lot there's a lot missing mm. in those in those sections. Hmm. Without with the exception of Psalm fifty one, I would imagine. Yes, so there's was, there's a lot on yeah. Psalm fifty one. Yeah, fifty two is one word. Some of the things that a lot of times we'll ask us closer to the but kind of blew right over it. Um, what are some of your, uh, what are some song recommendations that, that you have? Like, what are, who are some of the bands mm. that you're listening to? <laughs> That's always a funny question. Um, as, as a musician, I, I've, I probably should listen to more music. Um, but I, I find myself, especially when I'm in a project that when I get home, I'm not going to listen to music, you know? Um, and so, um, but that's not to say that there aren't, you know, influences and things I might go to to check out. Um, and, and even when I am working on an album, I might even, you know, compare mixes, right? Like what song does this sound like? You know, who would I compare this song to and how do I know I'm hitting a good yeah. standard for quality? Um, and so, uh, so, you know, often when I listen to music, it's kind of like, exploratory more than for pleasure. Um, one of the, so are we, are we talking about in terms of worship music or are we talking about general, general listening. listening or we talking about Christian music? Okay. Uh, um, one of the groups that I've really appreciated um, over the years is Christians mm-hmm. uh, Saints. Um. And so I don't, I don't remember the name of that album with the, it's like a white yeah. with a house on it or something like that. Um, yeah. I think that's it's their fun. best one. Um, I'm, I, I haven't followed everything else as closely, but I loved that album. Loved the, the lyrics was um, really helped um, during difficult mm-hmm. times with that album. I mean, I've heard it over and over have it on record. My kids would play it. Just have listened to it a lot. Really appreciate it. Um, it's, it's seems to be trying to be, mm-hmm. um, faithful to scripture. Um, and it's, it's just strengthening to me. So that's, that's one album. Um, one, one group, um, in terms of worship, uh, music, 
Um, I've, I've really appreciated what um, Sovereign Grace music has done. And um, the songs that, like this Sunday, we're uh, teaching a new one uh, that of Sovereign Grace is called He Is Our God. Um, and I like their arrangements, like uh, All Creatures of Our God and King. Um, I like the Gettys um, in terms of their, their, their writing of a, a really solid form. Um, it's kind of more of a strophic or maybe not strophic is the right word, but more hymn like approach. Um, but uh, solid lyrics, good melodies. Um, and, and I would say I like, I like what Shane and Shane has done with a couple of their songs. Um, like I think I'm guessing the Lord is my salvation or the Lord is our salvation is a Getty song, I think. Um, um, or in Christ Alone, Shane and Shane has done arrangements of those. And I think it's really helped because um, I find with the Gettys, it's, it's sweet and nice and Celtic, but not necessarily helpful yeah. to men mm-hmm. in worship. And, and it's, so it's helpful to have a good solid arrangement and, um, and so if you've, if you've checked out the Shannon Shane hymns live performances, they've, they've done some good arrangements of, of hymns that like those I mentioned, and we've used them, those arrangements in our worship. Yeah. Um, what are some of your favorite songs to, to do in church? Like what, what songs do you do? Does your church just really like belt out? Um, well, I'll definitely put a plug in for one of Jody's. I think it's one of the best, um, modern worship songs ever written. And it's called his final word. And, um, it's, it's released, um, by the good shepherd band. Um, I think the album's called glorious things. And, um, it's about Christ's work on the cross. And, but it's, a it's kind of a big, um, you know, drums and snare, just boom, bam, boom, boom, and just rock and guitar. It starts out with the piano. Um, and yeah, they really sing that, that one out in our church. I think it's a great, great song. I hope people will pick up on it and do it. The gates of hell cannot prevail Where Christ has laid a claim His love is irresistible And So you, are, you're asking me about which ones are the... Both. Just they sing out like the which, most on which or ones which are my you, favorite to do in worship? Yeah, do you enjoy singing? Which oh, ones do you enjoy being with the church singing? Yeah. Uh, another one I re- is newer to me maybe two years old uh, is mm-hmm. his mercy is more. Matt Boswell, Matt Papa. It's a great one. And again, the, the Shane and Shane version of that is, is what we've used uh, as our arrangement. Really like what they did with it. Um, I should also mention, uh, mention city of light. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with them? I think in yeah. Australia. Um, we've, I think we've only done 
yet not I, but Christ in me. Um, but they also have that sweet one, um, Christ is mine forevermore with our youth group. We've done that. And, uh, I have, I have one of their albums, um, on CD. No one has those anymore, but, uh, and so my kids really enjoy listening to that. Um, there's a song called home, uh, which is like, yes, I am running. Won't be long till I get home. My kids really love that one. It's fun. Um, these are good yeah, songs. So those are some of my favorites. Yeah. Apart from our apart from our own work. Yeah, I, I like just the kind of, the kind of songs that you throw out there. Uh, you know, it just shows that you and your church are intentional about what music that you choose for worship. And mm-hmm. I just wish everybody would follow suit on that. For sure. Yeah. Brian and I are teaming up, and we've got uh, links already to everything here and uh, really appreciate these uh, song recommendations. I, I'm a bit like you, Philip. Uh, I like a wide range of music. Um, I also grew up classic, not as classically trained as you, but classically trained. Hmm. And um, I find myself very, I, I love gospel music. I uh, Unfortunately, a lot of the um, theology it tends to be fairly watered down. Um, mm mm-hmm. But the style, I used to be in a gospel choir actually for a little bit, but I, I, I'm, do you feel like, is that interest, is that varied interest in all these different styles, what advantage does that give you when you go to write a song, especially something as Calvin called the Psalms, the, the anatomy of the soul? There's a lot of parts to the Psalms. They cover a wide range, like every single emotion. And I'm just curious, like thinking about the Psalms, thinking about the wide variety of forms of music that you all, as a group even, are really attracted to. Is there an advantage there that that gives you when you come to writing songs? Hmm. Yeah, I, th- yeah, I think so, especially for the Psalms. Um, you know, (laughs) if I may be candid, one of the things, um, so the Reformed Presbyterian Church, right? Psalms only, and they have an approved, right? Hymnal. But I find it to be lacking, Mm -hmm. um, in part because it's only one style. And that's not what the Psalms are right? The Psalms are so varied um, in their forms, um, in their length. Um, Even they have things like choruses, you know, or, um, or what would you say? Um, Responsorial, like his love endures forever, you know, that kind of thing. And and using that one form, the hymn style, it, it's it really doesn't mm-hmm. allow us to experience the Psalms entirely translated, even their even their forms translated, right? And so this is another um, thing that goes to support my soul among lines in terms of um, our mission is is these styles help to support even the the varied. Um, aspects of the Psalms. And so I think, I think to answer your question, um, 
something similar is true with musical style. Having having this variation gives us um, maybe more opportunity to tap into something different mm-hmm. um, that might that might be better suited with that psalm. Um, the yeah the varying texts of the Psalms might lend themselves differently to varying styles yeah. of music. Now, not that that was ever our goal, you know, uh, it wasn't like we decided, Oh, we're going to do all these different styles. No, we're just trying to write songs, honestly. And it's kind of like what you get is what you get. And if you don't like it, well, we'll try something else. We'll try again, you know, and which is why we have multiple versions is sometimes we don't like it. And, or we think we can do better. And so we'll try another one. Or, or you have someone else's voice. You have Jody's voice versus my voice or Andrew's, you know, coming out in a song. So that adds to the, the variety as well. You mentioned that that contributes to your mission. What is the mission of My Soul Among Lines? <laughs> well, it's really to, to reclaim psalm singing in the church. Um, you know, it, it's our goal, whether we achieve it or not is another question, but we, we strive to, to give people songs that they can sing. And we could have an argument about whether or not we've achieved that. And we would probably be on the same side as you in the argument. If you said, no, this one's actually hard to sing. It's not really corporate. We probably agree with you. Um, but some of them, I think, have succeeded in the sense that they, they are singable with a large number of people, corporate worship. Um, but even still, uh, it doesn't mean that it's a failure when it is a solo kind of voice, because mm-hmm. again, you get that in the Psalms, you get that varied voice, you have corporate and you have individual. Um, and so it, you know, it's like Psalm 22, right? Um, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? It's very individual. And that, and the way we said it very much lends itself to the individual voice rather than corporate worship song. I don't think we've tried it yet in, in worship other than maybe the first time we, did it in our church when we debuted it um, during a Psalm series. Um, but yeah, that's our goal is to, to bring the Psalms to its proper place in worship. Which, uh, which song has been probably the most difficult to write either just because of the subject matter, uh, you're just trying to get the, the style to, and the prosody to really work together. Um, you know. Hmm. I wish Jody were here for that question. I'm, yeah, I have no idea what he would say. Um, I wonder if he would say Psalm 18 due to its length. Um, I think in many ways as a band, the song we put the most effort into as a group would be Psalm 22. The most rehearsing the most mapping it out and structurally. And uh, I, you know, that's probably my favorite one that we've recorded at least in terms of um, this, I don't know, the style and the structure, um, the aesthetics of it. 
um, because it's a three-part song and it's just, it's woven together and it, it, each part comes out of the previous and it, I'm, I'm just pleased how it worked out. Um, what was your question again? I'm sorry. <laughs> which, which song was just the most challenging? Um, yeah, that was one of the most challenging, yeah. I think, in terms of putting it together, maybe not lyrically. Um, and I can't really speak to that since I didn't write yeah. those lyrics. Um, but yeah, a lot of, lot of time. And even I would say that's the hardest one for me to play, um, on the drums. It's just, uh, the groove is more intricate and, uh, and I'm holding a shaker at the same time and playing the groove. And, um, and so it's, it's, it's a skillful, it's a skillful song that, was a challenge in putting together, but happy with the results. So how many takes did you have to do for the music video for, for my shield? Single, it's a single <laughs> shot take. Okay. Yeah, what I've found is, uh, I don't know the exact answer, but I have some memory of it. Um, and I think usually we take about five takes for, for most anything. Uh, it's like, that's how long it takes us to get in the groove on, on any re- song for a recording, generally. I've never <laughs> told anyone that. <laughs> so that's really that's that's insider information right there but yeah probably about five times i hope that doesn't make your impression of the video oh, no no i was i was incredibly impressed by the video just watching it's like the i think some i think you have the shaker uh someone else is like playing sorry Andrew. someone's playing the guitar and like yeah. kicking a pedal at the same time <laughs> Prefer to drum. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's like a tambourine laying on the ground and he's yeah. just kind of shaking it by hitting his foot yeah. on it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he's playing electric guitar in that. And then a man, brother named Cole Tutino played the bass. He was one of our cellists who moved away. So miss him. But yeah. um, I guess one final question that I have is. Which song was the most fun to put together? <laughs> well, again, I'd have to say that Psalm 22. Yeah. Although, to me, the rival to that would be Psalm mm. 18. Um, because, uh, well, it was just fun kind of working out a guitar mm-hmm. part for a nine-minute song. I played the guitar on that one. And, um, and kind of learning a new a style I wasn't, I knew about, but yeah. it wasn't really my own, you know, and just trying to, trying to figure out how to do it. Um, and then <laughs> another funny thing is, you know, there's like um, this kind of thump and a clap in that song. Like, boom, ka, goom, ka, goom, ka. And I'm actually in the, 
in the bathroom <laughs> and, and I'm in the church building right now. And so I'm pointing that way because the bathroom's that way. And I have the lights out, so there's no noise. And I'm hitting the wall to get that kind of bass drum kick sound. I have the mic up to the wall, boom, boom. And the clapping is all in the bathroom. Um, but yeah, that was, that was fun. Uh, and and uh, working with Jody and kind of doing a little more bluesy stuff. Um, but for Psalm 22, um, we we had uh, our friend, I mentioned uh, Darius Fong, who mixed the Wake Up Sleeper album with the Good Shepherd Band. We flew him out from LA and to work with us in a studio up in Indy, Indianapolis called The Lodge. And it was kind of like we, we wanted to test this studio out because it was end up where we recorded the rest of where the tracking for the volume three. And so we flew Darius out and just to record Psalm 22. And it was just, what a to work with this guy who's, who's on his game and, uh, and is a brother in Christ. And we just have a great relationship with him and uh, just getting his expertise and, and steering us. And, you know, it's like that keyboard part in Psalm 22 is really important. I don't know if you notice it, but it, it kind of adds these neat tones and, you know, it's all like happening on the fly and he presses record and I'm playing stuff. And then he's like, that's the one I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> no, don't keep that. But, it, but he did. And, it, and he just, he knew how to draw out of us, you know, what he wanted nice. in the recording, you know? And, uh, and so that, that was just a blast. I wish wish we had him here all the time to work with us. But, so he he uh, he tracked or he did the, uh, a recording of that um, that we put out even before the album was released, and uh, it was it was good that he was there because there is a another guy who usually runs that studio who got to know us in that process and know what our sound was like, what we were like, what we were after. And so then when we went into the studio to do the tracking, we weren't starting from scratch in terms of getting to know one, one another. We already had that relationship. So I think it really helped yeah. um, that album. There's a, um, another podcast. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's called, it was called <laughs> If Songs Could Preach. It's, it's now called the, the Sound and Worship Podcast. But they, they did a really good episode on on Psalm 22 from, from you guys. It's the, the guy, the guy that does that. His name is, his name is, is Justin cool. Ray. He's, he's <laughs> raise your hand, Justin. <laughs> okay. That yeah. Guy right yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Just no way. That's your own podcast. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like here. I'm like writing this down. Justin Ray. Okay. That's <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had to do an episode on, on Psalm 22. It was awesome. Oh, that's cool. that was an awesome song. Yeah. Just wow. kind of chopped it up and talked about sections of it and hopefully did it somewhat justice, but yeah, that's a, a great song. Oh, I appreciate it. Thank you. I, I'm, I'm curious. Oh, Take that song apart a little bit. It's really meaningful. And you, you mentioned there's three parts. Oh, so, I mean, it, it starts really with a lament, right? And the, the famous, you know, quote that Jesus said, right, on, on the cross, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? 
Far from my deliverer is my prayer All day long I cry but you don't answer me In the night I groan but you're not there Um, You know, it's like one of those things like Psalm 23, people have expectations about. <laughs> do you do it justice? You know, um, does our Psalm 23 do it? You know, are people satisfied with? I don't know. That's a whole other question. But the way the the pointed way that Jody this out, I think, just worked really well with the with the guitar on its own, and then my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Um, and so it just. Starts, yeah, that's, that's part one. Um, the, the drums, like a low um, floor tom, come in with mallets. You know, mallets kind of soften the attack on the drums, so it kind of sounds a little bit more distant. Now I know that I'm a worm and not a man. Those who pass by me avert their eyes. It's almost like battle-like, distant battle-like, but there's the lament of it all. And uh, so it, the kind of a groove sets in, but um, it's, still, it's still that lamenting, like, now I know that I'm a worm and not a man, you know? <laughs> Whoa. Um, those who pass, um, what is it? Those who pass by me avert their eyes. Um, so just really trying to enter into the, the crucifixion, which is amazing how David, you know, he wrote the Psalm and prophesied. <laughs> and this is like what happens to Jesus. And it's how that happens, I don't know. But it's the work of God's spirit and David. It's just incredible. Cursing through their teeth, I hear them say, Trust in God that he has got interfere. Let us see him love his son today. You it was who brought me from my mother's womb. Made me trust in you upon her breast. Was it only so that I'd go in? God, I hope that I can pass the test. Oh, 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 Part one, I'm, I don't have a Bible in front of me. I'm not probably summing things up well, but um, then it goes into the be not far from me, my God, or can't you, my Lord, can't you hear the lion's roar? Be not far from me, my Lord, can't you hear the lion's roar? Bations bulls stand all around, I'm poured like water out on. I'm out of joint, I'm short of breath My mouth can taste the dust of death 
My heart's like wax, my body's beat They've pierced me through my hands and feet And for my clothes they roll the dice My God, my God, I've paid the price A bruised and broken pot of clay I need you, Lord, do not delay Will I live to see another day? Oh. And it's almost like the when Jody he he plays that and sings it it it's almost like when he says can't you hear the lions roar roar and then there's this silence you know the chord kind of rings out like you should listen so you know be not far from me my lord can't you hear the lions roar and then it just fades patience bulls stand all around I'm poured like water out on the ground right just kind of fades again. Um, I'm, I'm out of joint, I'm short of breath, my mouth can taste the dust of death. And then a little silence. My heart's like wax, my body's beat, they've pierced me through my hands and feet. And so it's just, it's just so powerful um, in how, how it draws you in to the text. And then it steps up, and for my clothes they roll the dice, right? My God, my God, I've paid the price. A bruised and broken pot of clay, I need you, Lord, do not delay. Will I live to see another day? And then, oh, and then the sighing of the O's. And then, you know, an, an interesting turn in the psalm for part three is, is, is like, I'm going to tell everybody, you know, I'll tell your name to my brethren, right? Uh, when, when, when we're in your house once again. And so it's like looking forward to being reunited um, with, with God's people. Um, and so it, it, it just transitions into this, upbeat and it keeps getting more and more upbeat and more and more optimistic and more and more excited. Let his rules stand full of all before him. God will not hide from the broken, nor turn his back when they cry out for grace. The vows I have spoken Before them there When I stood in his place He feels the poor are contented Their bellies warm And their hearts beat anew Come on you tired and tormented Worship the Lord Who's been gracious to you Worship the Lord who's been gracious to you. So yeah, that's that's the basic gist of of how it's strung together. Um, at least me on the spot trying to tell you. <laughs> yeah, that's really helpful. And 
It sounds like it was a bit of a struggle to get there. You mean in, in terms of our... In, in terms of how you were going to structure that song, that particular song, was there a finished picture in your mind? <laughs> or was there something that you were aiming at and you were kind of chipping away trying to get there? Or was it more of just trying to start with the passage, maybe the words, and find your way to what it was that the song was going to be? Hmm. Yeah, I I cannot really speak to that. Um, you know, Jody, a lot of my work in My Soul Among Lions is is kind of taking what Jody has written and seeing a vision for the arrangement of it. I think that's where I'm more gifted uh, than than even writing songs and writing lyrics is is having a musical vision, an arrangement idea, what comes to mind. Um, and so I, yeah, I, I can't really speak to um, the process of, of getting it there, but somehow he saw these different, differing sections and wanted to draw them out in the music. Um, I, I think maybe the hardest transition was the second to the third. Um, and going from that, those ringing out, those laments, uh, into this optimistic part as a band where we, this is what we rehearsed the most is, is making that transition. It's like a tempo change. It speeds up gradually. It's like, oh yeah, now it's getting into groove and, um, and just structuring that whole ending, um, was, was a challenge and making that fit. But yeah, I'm sorry. I can't speak to the other thing about in terms of writing the lyrics. You have to ask Jody. (laughs) Tell the poor, tell their princes and their kings. Tell to the children of our future generations. He is God and he has done amazing things. Our God is ruler of the nations. Tell the poor, tell their princes and their kings Tell to the children of our future generations He is God and He has done amazing So Philip, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, we really, really enjoyed having you on. As we sign off today, I'd just like to say, 
Lead on, O King Eternal, the day of March has come. Henceforth in fields of conquests, your tents will be our home. Through days of preparation, your grace has made us strong. And now, O King Eternal, we lift our battle song. There is a bomb in Gilead to make the wounded whole. There is a bomb in Gilead to heal the sin-sick soul. To never feel discouraged, Jesus is your listening to the Balm and Gilead podcast. We love hearing from you, so email us at thereis at balmcast.com. We are a part of the Tech Reformation family of podcasts, and you can discuss our show and much more at slack.techreformation.com. We'll see you there. If you enjoyed the Balm and Gilead podcast, please encourage others to listen. We value your feedback so rate, review, and recommend the show in your podcast app of choice. And with that, we'll see you next time on the Balm in Gilead podcast.